Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to a bonus listener call-in episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And for this episode, so yesterday I put out a request on Instagram for voice messages, asking for short and sweet questions from you all that I could then answer live on the podcast. And that's exactly what I'm going to do here. Um, I received quite a few really good questions, um, but I've chosen five. I think that's a really good number. These questions are really good. I think you're going to relate to them, whether you ask them or not. And I'll answer them quickly and give you something to think about. So I'm going to play the voice note here of each to give the segment a bit of character, and then I'll answer the question. So let's get into it. Here is the first question. Hi. So I've seen this post on social media a lot, and it's to sum it up, it says basically that your response to certain things in life is based on your status Uh, relationship with that certain someone and I find that I relate to that I find that if I'm not in a good spot with that person that I really want in my life it really affects my motivation my happiness in a certain way that I wish it didn't and I'm just wondering how you could work on that to make it so it doesn't revolve your whole life it doesn't take over like yeah Great. So that's question number one. And really what I'm getting from this is a bit of a, you know, fixation on a relationship, on someone else. You know, kind of the idea of life revolving around love and that when your search for love isn't going great, yeah, it affects the rest of your life. And I think this is a really relatable topic because we're all under a lot of pressure to get this area of our life 
uh, right, right, quote, right, and on time and in the way it's supposed to be. And that, yeah, it spills into your larger life and your larger contentment and your larger happiness. And this is something that I'm really passionate about talking about. And I'll keep it brief here by saying that as much as I do think, and I know that the right person changes your life, they offer you comfort and understanding and motivation, and they open you up to a new version of life. As much as I know that, as much as I ho- have hoped that every single person will find their person, there is no one person who will give you everything you need in life. There is no one person who can meet all of your needs. There is no one person walking this earth who can give you everything, a version of life that you require. Practically, there has to be more to life than love. There has to be more to life than a partner. And again, I'm very pro-love. I'm pro-love. I am delusionally romantic in the sense of believing that the right person will change your life in big ways. However, we need to realize that your partner, your perfect partner, the person that you do deserve and the one that I know you will find, they are not your entire life. The purpose of life should not be to find someone to build life with. It should be to find someone at your own pace and then do life together, not build life together, but do life together. And that's a small, but really important distinction, because if you allow yourself to think that someone else is the key, the only ingredient to building the life of your dreams, this is what you're going to feel. You're going to feel undue pressure and your goal becomes to, you know, build a life with someone else. And until then your life is on hold. That should not be your goal. Your goal should be to create the life for yourself that you want. And then you do it, you live it with someone else. And I think we need to remember that. We need to remember that there are some things in life that only you can give yourself. And we're quick to forget that when we're focused, soul-focused, solely focused on someone else and what they can offer you. There is a whole world out there that is intimately available for you, one-to-one, for you to enjoy and explore hobbies, passions, independence, curiosity, those things. That focus When combined with another person, that offers you a great balance, but first you have to explore those things on your own. You cannot outsource the entirety of your needs to someone else. You can't borrow a life that someone else offers you. We have to decide that for ourselves. We have to build our own life and then find someone to do it with. We have to strive to become whole on our own and then find someone who amplifies that. I say it all the time on on the podcast. Your goal should be to find someone who amplifies the happiness that you've already created for yourself. Emphasis there on creating it for yourself. So that's the question. I'd encourage you to ask yourself that. How can you return to you? How can you create something for yourself that meets your needs, that determines what they are? What can you give yourself today and then go out and find someone who can amplify that? So that's question number one. Question number two, here it is. Hey Case, I don't know if you've heard about this micro cheating thing, but I think my significant other is doing it and I am unsure of how to approach, how to move on, how to dump him if I have to. Yeah. All right. So that's a big question, right? And I think in the year 2023, our view of dating uh, and relationships is very complicated. It's very noisy. We are all under a constant barrage of influence that is tempting. Social media, dating apps, porn, everything. It's so easy to be connected to things that are tempting and might be categorized as micro cheating. I don't really know what that is. I'm assuming that micro cheating is you know, small things that 
might be cheating, but don't directly involve hooking up or like having a side person. So like flirty DMs or making inappropriate comments or being on dating apps, but not actually meeting up micro cheating. And so I think my answer to this question would be twofold. For one, practically speaking, these things that you're worrying about, have you decided that it's cheating? And are you both aligned with that? Make sure there's no ambiguity about it. Some people might interpret things differently. They might do something that they think is just friendly and there's no malice behind it, but you see it as a horrible overstep. So practically, make sure there's been communication around this. You've made it clear that it is not acceptable. Certainly, there are things that you shouldn't have to explain, but make sure that this box has been checked in a way. But from there, if that line is being set and then it's been crossed, my response to micro-cheating is the same as to cheating of any kind. The decision to cheat, the act of cheating, the choice of cheating showcases one thing, and that's insecurity. Insecurity. And everyone is insecure in some way, right? I suppose everyone is. But there is a difference between good insecure and weak insecure. And cheaters, people who cheat, they let their insecurity lead them to do something intentionally deceptive. They choose self-gratification over intimacy. They choose self-gratification over communication. And that is a defining choice. Cheating comes down to a choice. And you have to see it for that. It's not a mistake. It's a choice. It's not a mistake. It's a choice. And remind yourself of this. Remind yourself of this because it's very easy to kind of justify things. You start saying things like, well, they cheated because they were bored and it's my fault that they're bored. Or they cheated because we drifted apart and they were lonely and it's my fault because we lost the spark because I stopped trying. Or they cheated because they needed validation from someone else because, you know, I wasn't giving it to them. None of that. You can always find a reason to blame yourself in some way. Or you can realize that no matter the why, no matter what drove them to do it, whether it was because they lacked something, you weren't giving them enough of something, at the end of the day, they made a choice where there were two choices, to do it or to communicate, and they made the other choice. So make sure you consider that. Don't go into the game of justifying it or rationalizing it. It's a choice, and that is what we're highlighting. So that's that question. Let's move on to the next question here. Hey, Case. Uh, My question is, How do you convince yourself that you can do hard things in regards to your career or your job? I love this question. It's short and sweet. So here's my short and sweet answer. You know, how do you convince yourself to do hard things, difficult things, tough choices in your career or job? My short answer, uh, I would borrow in the beginning here from Ryan Holiday, who tweeted the other day. He said, belief in yourself is overrated generate evidence. Belief in yourself is overrated. Generate evidence. I love that. Self-worth, confidence. It's all about having a work, a portfolio of work, evidence. And I'd leave it at that. To do difficult things, to make a change in your career, to put yourself out there and do something that comes from belief, you have to just do it. You have to create proof that you can do it. And as much as that's difficult the first time, the second time, and the third time, once you get rolling it becomes so much easier to do difficult things. AKA, look how many difficult things I've done in the past. Look how many first steps I've taken. I can do it again. I can do it again. And that willingness I've found is the key to challenge yourself in your career specifically, because that's what the question is about. Be willing to start over, be willing to network, be willing to shoot your shot, ask for more. Because one, practically, you'd be surprised how many people do want to help you. And two, you have to be willing to start over. 
to pivot. I think that is the hallmark of anyone I know who's successful in their own right. Being willing to embrace short-term pain, short-term pivot, short-term starting over again in order to find that long-term success. And I think a great inner way, like an inner way to incentivize yourself to do this because it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to start over. By You do this by making your goal to be proud of yourself, to say, I have to do this because to sit in this space at this job where I know I can do better, that doesn't make me proud of myself. And I have to make myself proud. I have to make myself proud. That is the mantra you should be saying to yourself. I have to make myself proud. And when you do that, and that is your incentive, I'm confident the more you make that your goal, the more you'll find yourself doing the difficult things, shooting your shot, embracing a challenge, starting over, being a beginner, you'll be proud of yourself because you didn't just survive trying to get through your career, but rather you pointed yourself in a direction that you wanted to explore. You lived with honesty and now you can look yourself in the mirror and be proud of that effort. So it's a full cycle here. Make your goal to be proud of yourself. That enables you to take more first steps and the willingness to take more first steps lead to more first steps down the line. So that's that question there. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Let's do another one. Okay, so my question is, how do I stop attracting cheaters? I've dated cheaters before, and I was in a marriage for five years, and he was constantly cheating. So 
I have the opportunity to start over now. So how do I stop falling in love with cheaters? <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I'll answer this one quickly. I won't address cheating again specifically here because I think this is more of a question of why do I keep finding myself with the same people, people who are not good for me? So in that case, I would refer back to what I talked about in episode 501 on the law of attraction and how we find ourselves drawn to people who have complementary insecurities and issues, complementary to our own. I would challenge you to ask yourself this. Why do you keep allowing certain people in your life? Specifically, why do you keep subconsciously seeking out familiarity? You know, we might say, I would never do that. Why would I allow myself to do that? Well, psychology says we do. Psychology says we seek out the familiar. We find comfort in saying, I also deal with this thing. Maybe it's jealousy or avoidant attachment or anxious attachment or some kind of insecurity or unhealed issue. And when that's the case and we seek it out subconsciously because it's familiar to us, we find ourselves with people who also have those things. And the result is we you know, keep finding ourselves with those people because it's familiar. So I would challenge you, instead of going down a list of, you know, trying to be better at red flags or, you know, trying to challenge your, your quote, type, I would start at the foundation. What about yourself are you avoiding? Something that maybe is unhealed or unrecognized that you sweep under the rug. Maybe start there. Maybe start there. Address that and the rest will take care of itself. AKA, you start with yourself, you heal yourself, and you start making better decisions in the form of the people you allow in your life. Or you'll become better at spotting certain behaviors that should be avoided because you've healed your own. So I would say that. And then lastly, also, you mentioned in the voice note here that you're starting over. Really great mentality. You are starting over. See it for what it's worth. Be uplifted in this moment, right? I think far too often we see starting over as this thing of where we screwed up so bad and now we've got to start all over again. I think we need to reframe that. Starting over means you're getting closer to what you want, not further away from it. Play that mantra in your head. Starting over means I'm getting closer to what I want, not further away from it. So that's that one. And I'll do one more question here. I'll play it right now. Hey, Case. My question is this. How can you develop more trust in yourself when your gut tells you one thing? Your gut instinct says one thing, but your head or your mind causes you to think of something else. Um, you overthink, you question, you start to doubt. Um, any, any advice for someone who is trying to better trust themselves as they have done the work of more self-love and acceptance and forgiveness? Thanks. All right. I love this question. How to develop trust in yourself when you're an overthinker. My answer is something that I think is absolutely foundational to developing yourself. It's the idea of facts versus feelings. It's the idea that in life, you're going to have a lot of feelings and that's great. Feel, feel, don't ignore your feelings, but you need to have something to compare those feelings to like a baseline, a set of non-negotiable facts, things that you believe in, things that you have proof of, things that are redeeming and backed by why, facts. And then when you're in a moment of overthinking where you're confused or you're, you're just struggling to find clarity, you ask yourself, hey, is this a fact or is this a feeling, a valid feeling, but still not a fact? Where you say, I feel upset, I feel overwhelmed, I feel like a failure, I feel lost. 
But then you zoom out and you realize that those are feelings and they're valid, but they don't align with the facts. And then the conversation becomes, I feel overwhelmed right now, but the truth is I've always figured things out before and I'll do it again. I feel lost right now, but the truth is I have no doubt I'll end up where I belong. I feel unlovable right now, but the truth is I know I deserve to be loved, right? Being able to tell the difference between thoughts, feelings, honest ones, and what is true, that is how you take back control. So the question is, what are the facts in your life? What are things that you fundamentally believe because you have lived through experiences that prove it, or you believe it to be so true because your actions align with it, right? So for me, I believe that uh, my hard work will pay off. I believe I deserve someone who chooses me just as I choose them. I believe I have something special to give the world, a partner, my friends, right? Those are my facts, and they're backed by my past, and they're backed by my actions. And those are the facts that I turn to. And you should have your own facts, right? You believe you deserve someone who chooses you. For instance, that is your fact. Compare that with a feeling of feeling unlovable. Compare the two. Realize that it's a valid feeling, but it's not a fact. And then get back to work. It might not fix the frustration of the moment, but it can help keep your head up. It gives you resolve, right? It gives you resolve. And isn't that what life is about? Isn't life about moving forward, keeping your head up as best you can as you work toward what you deserve, finding resolve. So the next time you're feeling anxious or you're overthinking or you're just doubting yourself, ask yourself, is this the truth or is this just an honest thought? Is this a fact or is this a feeling? So that's it. I'll end it right here. I did five questions pretty quickly here. Um, I hope this was helpful. If you like this format, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let me know. I'll do it more often. But for now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. number of reasons you might consider selling your home to move closer to family live within a smaller budget or just wanting a change of scenery whatever your reasons having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for that's where an agent who is a realtor comes in realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you that's who we are realtors are members of the national association of realtors Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.